0: Get in the know. Nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company.
1: And welcome into actually Purple Access. Uh, Judd Zolgad, Star Tribune, Sports columnist, my good friend Chip Scoggins, Declan Goff, also, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, the executive producer of the show, sponsored by our friends at Surly Brewing, of course, and TCL TV. Hopefully, if you're watching sports or your favorite shows, you're doing it on a TCL TV because that is the best experience. All right, Chipper. Um, Vikings, I believe, rookies report to training camp on Sunday. Uh, we're going to have a Quasi and Kevin O'Connell press conference on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, we are going to see practice start. First full padded practice with the rules now, not till August 1st. But I figured what we would do for this episode of Purple Access I've got five storylines or talking points that I'm going to run past you. And we we can certainly discuss. I'm curious to get your thoughts. But as we finally now, with Quazy being hired essentially right after the season, O'Connell, I think, hired in February, the wait is about to end. And so I will start at talking point five, and let's go through through these on today's show. Uh, Curious to get your thoughts. My first talking point is this. I am very curious to see just from an overall cultural, to use Patrick Royce's favorite word, cultural (laughs) standpoint, what the mood and feeling is at TCO Performance Center based on this. The mood and feeling a year ago to me from day one was toxic. Like it wasn't workable. The quarterback and coach clearly didn't get along. The quarterback wasn't vaccinated at the time. That was a big deal. Uh, O'Connell is a very different, younger person uh, and clearly the structure of how things are now led at TCO has changed as well. What is your curiosity about just a general mood and feeling from day one with this team?
0: Yeah. And I think it's going to be more of the same from what we've heard throughout the spring that um, there's collaboration and coaches listen and they're getting along and the culture is great. And and so I think you're right. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was day one or Early in camp last year, where where Zimmer was complaining about the depth, or expressing his, his, his concern about the depth in the roster, and so I, I just think it's going to be night and day. I, I, anytime you have a a coaching change, you have you have that kind of new feel that hey, things are better. We always hear that no matter what team, no matter what sport. Right. I mean, this is this is a total overhaul in terms of because it's you know a front office. Remake and a of staff remake, and so it is a uh, a blank slate basically, except pretty much the same roster, <laughs> except for a couple additions. So right, um, but I, I do wonder, you know, at some point does that end? That okay, things are different. We're we're great and everything. If they put it into that kind of talk and then you know look forward versus, mm-hmm. hey, how greater things versus the fear-based uh, organization that they had with Zim. And, it, you know, to me, that is a – this entire season is a big experiment. Was it Zim's fault or was there more going on? Because it, it everything that's been done through um, both words and things that are said and also I think personnel moves yep. uh, suggest that – so much of this has been dumped on the head coach from last year and this is all his fault. And um, if you remove the coach, but keep a lot of the same core or much of the same core uh, things are going to be different. So we'll see, we'll see how that works out.
1: And I I think to what you're saying as well, where it gets to me, it's going to be intriguing once camp starts and then we start to get into preseason games and eventually regular season games chipper is this one too because of the high amount of veterans brought back, I think there's going to be, and I don't want to paint this as a negative, but I think it's a reality. I think there's going to be a pressure on those guys now uh, because, you know, as Zim walked out the door, we got a lot of, well, fear-based culture from Kendricks, O'Neal's thing about, you know, it'll be nice to have a coach say hi. Um, And I think that there will be a very fair assumption that the players' output and production in a lot of cases will also change based on the fact that they are now being put in an environment that they clearly enjoy more. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see um, how many guys potentially have bounce back years based on that change and the fact that they are going to have, I think, more freedom to be themselves probably.
0: Well, it is. Yeah. And and I kind of go back to, it sort of reminds me of the Timberwolves when they remove, you remove Jimmy Butler and you move Tom Thibodeau. Well, Hey, it's on you now. <laughs> you got what you wanted, right? You 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 remove the, the um, I don't know if it's burden, but the thing that everybody thought was holding you back from being better than what you are. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I I, I mean, how is? I mean, Justin Jefferson's put up some ridiculous numbers. This yeah, year. I mean, he,
1: the pressure's not on Justin Jefferson. So, the, the, no, but it's um, but like Kendrick's defensively. Definitely got.
0: I think I, defensively, Judd. I think more than anything is health. I mean, if these guys can stay healthy, I think they're going to be you know exponentially better. But, um, but I, you know, Bill Barnwell from ESPN, our, our friend Kevin Seifert tweeted out today that he ranked the the, the Vikings having the. And excuse me if this is one of your storylines, but um, having you know the fourth best skill position guys. Yep. But th- this offense has not maximized that in any way, uh, to the degree that it should. Um, and we've said this repeatedly, that you cannot have an offense with Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Thielen, Irv Smith, although he wasn't part of it, uh, a very statistically efficient quarterback. We can, we can talk about the line, but you can't have those kind of skill position uh, players and finish outside the top ten in scoring. It's just it's, – it's not – you're not maximizing it. So that's where I think when we say can you – these guys might be able to do more, I think that's where you're going to see it um, – I, I would be shocked if this offense, you know, all things considered, no injuries and all that, we can't factor in. But right. as we know it, if they don't finish top
1: 10, Judd, something's gone wrong. In Absolutely. Absolutely has. Okay, talking point four, um, it's an offensive-based one. It's quarterback-based one, but it's not Kirk Cousins yet. It's this one. And we, we did, did a deep dive in, into this uh, topic today on Purple Daily with Phil as well. But I think it's worth talking about, and it's Kellen Mond. Um, Kellen Mond uh, was a high third-round pick, which is not a throwaway pick. No. Davis Mills was taken one pick after Mond and is now, and I know that they're a dumpster fire, but he's now the Houston Texans starting uh, QB. So he's a guy that played immediately. Um, I think that one of the most interesting storylines, in a training camp that I don't expect a lot of battles for starting jobs I think a very interesting storyline is going to be, though, the potential development of a guy who I think was largely ignored last year um, because there is no question in Kevin O'Connell's mind, I think, that when you start th- the year, and you're going to have to assume that at some point in time, despite the fact that he's been an Ironman basically throughout his career, Kirk Cousins is going to get hurt chipper. I think when you kick off the season, your druthers would be to have Kellen Mond yeah. be the backup and and Mannion be the third guy who helps Kirk out. But it's going to be very interesting to me to see if Kellen Mann was ignored and that there is a lot more there, or if Kellen Mann just is flat out not that good. Well, can't play.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what they have to
1: determine. And, and the one thing is,
0: early on after uh, O'Connell got hired, he he scouted. Uh, Mon coming out of the draft. He, that was part of his, you know, they scout all the quarterbacks. So it's not like he has no background or no uh, understanding of Mon, but right. watching the guy in college is a whole lot different than watching him in your scheme in the NFL. So I would say this is as important of <laughs> training camp for anybody as, as Kelly Mon because they can't go into uh, the year with, with Manning as the backup. Exactly. I mean, this can't um, now Kirk has been, extraordinarily, uh, durable and you're right. But if you're, you, you can't count on health in the NFL, you always have to have a plan B that you feel comfortable with. And so, yeah, I mean, we're going to find out he either can play or he, does he fit, uh, O'Connell's system, what they want to be doing. I mean, we heard, you know, accolades and praise for him throughout uh mini camp and in, in terms of learning and grasping and, and those types of things. But, um, I got to imagine they're going to really push him because they you want him. To, I mean, he needs to be your backup. So yes. we'll, we'll see.
1: We'll see what the plan is for him there. Yep. And that, that one to me is crucial because I think, I think Mannion makes the roster for sure. Cause he, he's seen as Kurt's confidant that they're clearly, and I'm not surprised by this. They're clearly doing as much as possible to keep Kurt comfortable. But if you decide that shot that, that uh, Kellen Mond flat out cannot play, like, you're just like, it's, you, I think, have to probably go out and get a backup, like somebody, because because this team is putting too much pressure on itself to completely punt. Like if they had blown the thing sky high and, you know, Kirk gets hurt and it's like, okay, we got to play Mond or something like that, that's fine. But there are very clearly expectations here, and, and I don't think to what you just said – I don't think that you can get to Week Six and Kirk goes down with a you know an injury that's going to keep him out for a month or so, and just say you know what Sean's going to have to play. Oh, yeah. I I don't think that that is an answer. Uh, certainly, based on what the Vikings seem to be gearing up for, expectation wise.
0: But but you I mean that to me is worst case scenario where you have to get rid of Mannion and bring in another veteran off the street. Now you have three veterans in the quarterback. I don't think you want that. You want a developmental guy that you're. Yeah. You know, but. You're right, a third-round pick. I mean, you have to figure out if the guy can play or not. And so um, that's a very important – even though we haven't seen a backup here with, with Cousins, we haven't had to, uh you know, they haven't had to answer that question. Uh, it's something – I just I just don't think with the team with this experience that they clearly said you want them to be super
1: competitive. You cannot go in and say Sean Mannion is your number two. I agree completely. All right, storyline three is this. Um, the priority that I think we are about to see and probably have to grow accustomed to, to seeing guys kept fresh. Um, I don't think we're going to see the starters. I don't think we're going to see the key starters play in the three preseason games. And (laughs) the thing with Mike was so, so Mike would try and keep guys fresh at times, but he didn't really like it. Like if guys didn't practice, (laughs) he'd get ticked off and stuff. Um, I think this is the dawning of a new era here where the expectation is going to be that they're going to put the priority on keeping guys fresh and that we are probably not going to see a lot from a lot of key guys that's going to uh, create intrigue in training camp. But it's going to be on purpose. And this time around, Chipper, no one's going to get upset when guys either don't practice or don't go hard.
0: No. um, I think the theme, would you agree, of of spring, the the OTAs and minicamp, was – that he was unusually – is light the right word? Um, Yeah. Relaxed. Um,
1: Light, for sure. I
0: mean, it was a – everything was a a jog through. I mean, it wasn't a – you know, it was not – it was half speed, it felt like. At some point, they got to turn the dial here, right? I mean, you can't – I mean, he's clearly going to be the coach who uh, sides on – comes out on the side of taking care of fresh, uh, you know, be cognizant of how players are feeling, that type of thing, kind of the Rocco, right? <laughs> We're gonna, yeah, uh, well maintenance dates. But I mean, you, you sort of have to ramp up to physicality and the speed and the and the and that part of um, that's just necessary going into the season. So I'm curious to see how he handles it. And is there we got to see a dial turn at some
1: point right here? What? It, right? Oh, okay, well. <laughs> I'll ask this question. In 2022, with with new coaches, younger coaches, what is the dial turning now? Because, like, I get so, totally what you're saying, and I don't disagree, but, I, but I'm prepared for it to be very different from what we have become accustomed to. Sure. I mean, nobody's
0: saying two and A's and hit them, you know, hit full pads. And all. I mean, that's that's archaic. That's not going to happen. But right. um, I don't know. It just felt like and, – and part of that, I think, was O'Connell staff understood that they're hitting them with a ton of you know, new information so you don't want to beat them up physically on top of the, you know, their, their minds were probably swimming with all that. I mean, you even heard veterans saying how complicated it was and, you know, Cousins talking about having flashcards for the second time, is, you know, so I'm sure there's a lot of information. They wouldn't over- overload them. But um, what does it look like? I mean, I you know, I, I don't know if you're not going to put on pads a lot and have full, you know. not Yeah full contact scrimmages. I mean, that's, I mean, cause then we would, you know, we'd crush him if somebody got hurt and one of those things saying it was pointless, but uh, I don't, I don't know what the balance is, but it, it you know, in the spring it was definitely uh, noticeable how, um, how much care he took to not overwork him physically. Mm-hmm. I want to see how that translates If there is, uh, you know, if there is a ramp up coming here in train, I mean, there will be, obviously, I mean, you can't, Everything can't be a walkthrough <laughs> in training right. camp, but how to what degree do we see that uh, this camp, you know, becomes more physical?
1: Give me your personal odds. What do you think they are on us seeing any key guys, i.e., Cousins, Jefferson, Cook, in the three preseason games? Uh, well, I don't think we'll see Cook, Jefferson. I think Cousins would want to, right? Um, yeah, but staff. You know, McVeigh didn't let Stafford play. In oh, preseason game yeah. for the Rams last yeah, maybe, year. Yeah, and that was a new
0: system for him, too. It was. Um, I, I was going to say new system. You Maybe you'd want some semi-live, you know, reps in the, in the preseason. Although we always joke about, okay, you get one series. What does that really – Right. <laughs> what do you – And talking? you don't
1: do anything. You like, don't do like You hand no off. schematic yeah. to it.
0: Yeah, or you throw a quick pass. So um, Probably pretty low. Probably pretty low. I mean, I don't think Cook or Jefferson yeah. will play. Uh, to me it's just not worth it um, and oh, and yeah. you can't I always struggle with this because you you know you can't live in fear of injuries and you have to get the work in but you also you have to be smart about it so right um, but I, I wouldn't I, I don't think I would put them out there with, with three games
1: though. especially if it's just if you say like, okay we're going to give them two carries well okay what's the point of that <laughs> exactly exactly and I, I think that we are as, as um, we eventually I'm sure we'll get down to two Exhibition games. I think we are going in the direction too of just saying guys aren't going to play now. Like I think it's a league wide thing, and and coaching philosophies have changed. um I, I think the, it's enough enough on the, on the on the
0: regular season games though. Yeah, I mean, we see the last month of these games, and it's just like they're bad. You're you're playing guys that probably shouldn't be playing. You know, it's just like I know it's a money, and you know if you could play on every day, they would, and they could find an eighth day they would do that, but.
1: Hell yeah, (laughs) Chipper. I think the problem is this. I think that we have now become accustomed to regular season football in September is so poor that that coaches are now like, why should I play a guy in August and risk him being hurt? Because you know, opening week, the first three weeks or so, nobody can tackle now. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the fundamentals are absolutely horrendous, and then they start to obviously ramp up. But my point being is I think that there's more of a, you know, it'd be different if you were going to gonna play your starters like,
0: yeah, they like they used the old do for a yeah. half
1: or into the third quarter or something, but you really don't now as much. So I think that there's, it's just like, you know what, it's not worth the chance of a Cousins or a Jefferson or a Cook or take your pick being yeah. hurt so that I can say he took contact.
0: Well, that, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, all it takes is one injury, and we see it time and time, He's like, you big dummy? I mean, these guys are making so much money. These these right. games are, don't mean anything. Why would you, you know, put them out there for a game that's meaningless that you're not getting anything really out of it as much as you think that you are? I mean, so I, I understand. There, if I was coach, I'd probably live in fear. Of not like anybody and play all guys that aren't making the team, you know, yep. and just try to get to the regular season. And, and you're right. I mean, those first couple of games, you know, I do think tackling is an art and it's something that you, you have to practice. And if you don't practice it it, it, it takes some time to get up to speed with, you
1: know, <clears throat> and that's why the first couple of weeks you do see a lot of those missed tackles. Exactly right. All right. Talking point two is brought to you by the official beer of Purple Access, and that is the one and only Surly. Now, Chip is a, a furious guy. <laughs> I've actually uh, been on a Supreme Logic Bomb Bender of late, which is, of course, I'm tricking responsibly, just to to be clear. Um, But, Chip, talk about your favorite beer and the Tall Boys and Surly Furious.
0: Well, with camp coming up, my refrigerator has to be stocked, right? Every day after a long day of – used to be a different uh, beverage when Judd and I were in Mankato. Now that we're back here and uh, I'm at home and I can go to TCO Performance Center, every day when I come back and you've been on that field all day, it's hot. Man,
1: a tall boy, surly, furious, nothing quite tasty. cold glass, right? Oh, cold glass! I have gone to putting my beer glass in my freezer now. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't go to I that. freezer.
0: Well, that that makes it. You know, I drink it fast enough to the
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> well put. Well put. All right, talking point two. Do you expect any competitions for starting jobs to develop, like? Do you think Bradbury gets pushed? I mean, safety with Steen, well, does that, he get pushed? What What do you expect as far as potential? Because it's not going to be widespread. What do you expect as far as potential competitions?
0: No, I, I don't think, you know, in short, unless they bring in another center, um, I, I mean, I think Bradbury's the guy. I mean, I don't see any real competitions there. Defensively, um, is Lewis Seen going to take it from him? I mean, are they gonna? Is there enough time in training camp for that? For that to develop? Um, I mean, you go in as vitamin as your starter. I would assume because that's the way it was all throughout spring, and you went through rookie to earn it. I just wonder how much time there is for. Um, now, now, if he flashes, I assume seems going to play a lot in, in these preseason games. Um, so, if he, you know, if he absolutely shows out and says, you know, you got to play, and that's the one. But that's the only one, really. I think is. Potentially, right? Yep. Um, I guess Dantzler's your starter. I mean, that's a big question mark to me. They're, set, they're cornerback situation. Um, who's your number three receiver?
1: Is that? Osborne. Osborne, BC. start. Yeah, um, I don't know how BC's going to make this roster. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I mean, the rookie uh, from Michigan State, uh, is it Naylor? Yeah, does um, he, he have a shot to jump in there? I I don't. I mean, oh, he, maybe he not, probably
1: does. Maybe not.
0: You're number three. I assume it's Osborne. Right. But um, I when you bring back so many guys, Jed, I just don't think there's a whole lot of starting spots open.
1: Yeah, the thing about scene, and I I think I brought this up a few months ago with you on uh, Purple Axis as well. The thing about scene, where I'm curious is if we're going to see some some three safety packages. Well, that's it. Yeah, with Bynum, Smith, and Scene, because I'm telling you. It, one of the things that stood out to me, and it might have been from the offseason camps, the thing that I thought stood out the most was how much the linebackers look like safeties now. Yeah. Like they're, yeah. the day of the big hulking neck brace guy with with the uh, neck roll on. Yeah. Those, are, yeah. those days well, are gone.
0: And, and, you know, we say, okay, he's starting. Well, if scene doesn't start, but he comes in the second play yeah who cares okay he's a starter yeah i mean he's going to play like a starter you know now whether he is in on the you know on the field for that first official play um and i always say that about the the nickel too A nickel's a starter whether you, sure. you start in that situation or not i mean he plays you look at the percentage at the end of the year and say here's who's who you starting guys with, you know
1: absolutely all right storyline number 1 is this one chips goggins the focus that's going to be on two people in particular Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson as the unquestioned, in my opinion at least, focal points of the offense. Now, Thielen's still important. Cook is too. Irv Smith Jr. perhaps is. Um, But I do think that there is going to be, when when you have basically announced that Jefferson is going to be your Cooper Cup, which is essentially saying he's going to be a Pro Bowl, unbelievable player. And look, his first two years have been fantastic. Um, But I do think that the most interesting people – offensive starters to watch are going to be Cousins and JJ because there is going to be an inherent amount of pressure on them to produce. Jefferson, I think I know what we're going to get. Cousins, I'm extremely curious.
0: Yeah, I mean and and you liked what you heard from uh Jefferson and I forgot who he did the, the interview with earlier this week where he said Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the NFL and he uh but Jefferson expects himself to be that guy at the end of this year. I mean, I love his confidence, right? I mean, yes, because he's a good kid. Not, I think, and he, and he and it comes and it comes across in a way that I don't know if endearing is the right word, but it's not put. You know, it doesn't put. You know, it's not like he's bragging or it's like, oh, he, I mean, he just is a confident kid and uh, loves football and he's going to be great. Um, so I, I was, as you know, spectacular as his stats have been already. I think he's going to be better in this system and and just with the – Uh, offensive uh, head coach who comes from a system that had Cooper Cup, and you saw what they did with him. So to me it is Cousins. And, I mean, we can, you know, this argument you can talk about until tomorrow. Um, I wouldn't know how they're going to take a guy who has really good stats and make him better in those moments that we all debate about. Right. Can he get it done? And things are going crazy in the two minute situations. Um, how do they make him better? And can they change? <clears throat> excuse me. Can they. Can they pull him out of any. Um, you know, kind of the mode he gets in when it's checked down, when it's playing it safe in those situations where you want him to have a little more risk uh, to his game?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that his DNA? Is he able to break out of that mold? Because he's a really good quarterback. I mean, he's a top 12 quarterback,
1: right? He's a gifted. He's physically gifted. And so... I mean, that that arm is special.
0: Yeah. There's no about
1: that. So does removing
0: a head coach who he didn't get along with, does that help? Does removing an offense coordinator who is in over his head does that help? Does putting him around um in a system that is going to really put more trust in him important yes. on his plate. Does that help him? It's fascinating to see how how this is going to play out and what it does for his career. Or is he just or have we seen his his ceiling and
1: this is who, this is who he is. And my dime story uh dime store psychological theory on this too is that O'Connell is banking on the fact that he that he has the savvy and smarts that Kirk might lack. Because I mean Kirk's got KOC didn't fail because of his brain. He failed yeah. because he he didn't have and and did not possess the God given ability that Kirk has. So can and it sounds like from the way Kevin has talked about this, is he is very intent on thinking he can get Kirk the answers to the test pre snap. And if he gives them that, it's, gonna, it's going to enable Kirk to have success. And so that's where, like, I think that that this is a Frankenstein sort of mad scientist experiment yeah. to say, I'm going to give you two plays. You're going to see this, this, and this, and then adjust to that play. So ultimately, I am almost going to be out there with you mentally to help you process things. Yeah,
0: I mean, well... Listen, better coaching is going to—you would think—make a guy a better player, right? But I also think it's—it's it's as much about, as much as it is the schematic, the X's and O's, and helping them that way. Johnny, I was struck this this spring about it was—it felt deliberate to me. O'Connell went out of his way to praise uh, Cousins and to prop him up. At every turn, every time he talked about how great he was uh, in terms of leadership and running things, and they turned everything over to him, and he's like, "Hey, our quarterbacks are really leading this this entire team. They're doing." It felt like there was a message being sent <laughs> through.
1: Oh yeah, uh, I agree. Through,
0: and I'm sure he's doing it behind the scenes too. Obviously, um, that he's just in trying to embolden him. Whereas, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if he ever walked in, on eggshells around Zimmer, but it was just such a weird dynamic in the way things were that it just didn't fit right. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think it's as much um, psychologically as it is giving them better, putting them in better spots, X's and O's, and schematically.
1: If I could draw a parallel here, and look, it's the the ages, the players are different, ages as well. But if I can draw a parallel, I think Kevin O'Connell to 2022 Kirk is going to try to be probably a little bit more behind the scenes, but it's going to try to be a little bit of what Zim was to Rhodes 2014. Yeah. Like, like I think he sees this as a, I can prop you up and you've got the talent. I I mean, if Mike didn't didn't come along in 2014, I think Rhodes at, at his height is still good, but I don't think he's that good. Like he turned into a pro bowl. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Shut down. He was a shut down corner for a period. And so I think O'Connell is banking on essentially on the flip side of the ball with a veteran doing the same thing because you know what? I mean, with Kirk, there's no question about it. The stats are fantastic. But as you said, it's the other things. And can you can you get him to take chances? And understand that Matthew Stafford's um, in, interception total in 2021 might have been high, but there were a lot of times he was probably asked to do things that were taking chances. So far in Kirk's career, he has not wanted to. And can you get oh. him to do that? Like, there's well, a lot going on here. Well, that lasted about... Uh, a game
0: and a half last year where, you know, Zim was like, cut it loose, cut it loose, and we saw him, and and, and then it was like, we're taking too many chances, you know, we we got to protect the ball. And so, um, but even, you know, I I can't remember Cousins' exact quote, but he even he was, you know, he said something like, you know, a check down is not a bad play or something like, you know. It's like, well, no, it's not. It's not a turnover, but it's not um, (coughs) maximizing – who you are, you know, Correct. your arm and in yes. your and the town around you. So and a lot of that goes back to some of that's probably his, you know, comfort level with his offensive line. We know when it breaks down, you know, that's not good for him. And so a lot is dependent on that group too. But, yeah, I mean, this is uh, – I don't want to say O'Connell was hired specifically just because of Kirk Cousins, but this was a big part of, you know, you, you pay this quarterback all this kind of money, franchise-type money you better find a, a coach who could come in and really maximize the return on that investment.
1: All starts next week. Chipper. We'll be get there. Get That hat, get that sunscreen <laughs> and I'll see you out there. Uh, as the Vikings start training camp, uh, officially starting practice on Wednesday. Talk to you next week, Chip. All right, brother. We'll see. You. Thanks.